0: it's 49ers cut back podcast time welcome to the show everyone tale of the tape san francisco 49ers versus the washington commanders and in this episode it's all about the numbers how exactly do these teams go about winning for the 49ers they are 11 and 4 and doing a lot of big things for the washington commanders they're making some changes they've made a change of the quarterback position. And, of course, they're hoping that's going to lead to some increased production on offense over the last two games because Washington is in a little bit of a state of flux. They have a new ownership group. Is Ron Rivera going to be the head coach moving forward? Is Eric Biennemi going to be the eventual head coach, or is he even going to be in Washington next season? Lots of question marks surround the Washington Commanders. But we can get a very good idea of how their team plays. The areas that they're really strong. The areas that they're weak. Same things with the 49ers. You find out where their strengths and their weaknesses are. And then you see if maybe there's some strengths that the commanders have that match up with some 49ers weaknesses. And maybe there's some matchups the 49ers have that are strengths that match up with Washington weaknesses. And of course, there's going to be some that are just strength on strength. But you get a clear picture and a clear idea about how these teams want to go ahead and try to defeat the other because of some of the numbers that are displayed. So this is why it's one of my favorite episodes. It really does kind of set the tone for the week. And how exactly each team plans on playing the other. Now of course you still have to go execute on the field. You still have to come up with very good game plans. To be able to defeat your opponent. But you'll have an idea now of how these guys attack. How these teams go about doing their uh their due diligence to win football games. Is it completely predicated on turnovers? Is it completely predicated on the passing game being successful? Does it have to be the running game that gets it going? All those things are going to be answered in this episode. Thank you so much for joining. Please like and subscribe to the channel on the push for 5K. If You're listening on audio platform, 40 hours cut back on Believe. Thank you so much for listening. Please give it a five-star rating. And if you're going to bet, bet with Bet Online. The only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, Bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't just taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second news, odds, and info. Bet Online has the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. to Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And with all things, you have to just go ahead and go to uh, the most obvious thing. And that is the record. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the record of these two teams because it gives a picture about how these teams are playing right now. And the 49ers, 11-4. and four, Washington Commanders, 4-11. One of the most interesting things was, going back and looking at, at last year's, uh, it was very similar records at this time. The Washington Commanders were 7-7-1, and and the 49ers were on their trend. They were on their big winning streak where they won 10 in a row. Where In this case, you see similar records for the 49ers, but not for the Commanders. It's been a little bit of a tougher stretch for the Washington Commanders this season, They've had to fire their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. They have fired their secondary coach. It's Ron Rivera's taken over. They, like I said earlier, they change uh, ownership groups. There's a lot of flux there. And what we've seen is that kind of regulate what's happened on the field. The commanders just haven't been able to consistently win. And it's not for lack of playmakers. They definitely have guys that can make plays on offense and defense. Now, They've traded away key players. They've had injuries at key spots. And so that has hurt as well. But as you can see, these are two teams that are having very different seasons. 49ers trending and trying to get to that number one seed in the NFC. And the Washington Commanders probably got a lot of people that are preparing for the offseason. They're going to be in free agency. They're looking to see where they're going to go next. And if they're going to be back next year, they're probably just looking for a vacation spot, somewhere to go with their family. And enjoy some time off before they get back to work. So these two teams are definitely in different positions as far as the season goes. When you're talking points per game, the San Francisco 49ers average nearly 30 points per game. And that's been consistent throughout the season. The 49ers are normally a 30-point team. And they are a dynamic offense full of playmakers. And then you look at the commanders. And the commanders score over 20 points a game. That's not bad. In today's NFL, you would like that number to be closer to 25. That's when you have an opportunity to be a playoff team. Uh, but the Commanders are still an offense that has significant playmakers. And now a quarterback in Jacoby Percet, who's taking over, that is very experienced. He understands coverages. He understands what defenses are going to try to do to confuse him. He's going to be able to navigate through what the 49ers defense does. Less about confusing Jacoby Brissett this week and more about just playing sound execution and making him hold on to the football a little bit longer than he wants. So the commanders prove right here they can score points if they need to. Can they score points against the 49ers defense, though? That is the bigger question. you're looking at offensive yards per game, the 49ers are the model of consistency and the model of balance that you're looking for. you want to try to get close to 250 yards through the air, Close to 150 yards on the ground. And you want that to equal over 400 yards. That is one of the best offenses you can have. 400 yards with that kind of balance. 49ers do a pretty good job getting over 400 yards a game. And it doesn't matter what defense they go against. They're producing yards. Now, it doesn't always translate into points. Uh, For a while, it did. There were stretches where all they did was score touchdowns. So the 49ers are a very potent offense. When you look at the Commanders, three hundred and twenty seven yards of offense. So different ends of the spectrum, nearly a hundred yards separate the two teams. And that's pretty significant. Uh, so the commanders don't have the volume of yards. They don't consistently move the ball down the field for long drives the way The 49ers do. They're not as explosive, which is surprising when you look at the playmakers that they have on offense from Terry McLaurin uh, to a running back, Brian Robinson. They have guys that can make plays. At several positions, so that's a little bit surprising. But they just haven't been able to be that potent offense they expected to be with all those playmakers and Eric Bieniemy coming in from Kansas City and instilling his offensive philosophy, moving some of the moving the tight end around, uh, getting these wide receivers in some concepts to get them some open space, some quick screens to get the ball out of Sam Howell's hand for most of the season. Now, of course, it's Jacoby Brissett. We just haven't seen them be able to consistently produce on offense this season and rush yards 49ers close to 140 yards a game of course like we always talk about we want to get that closer to 150 but it's been very very close every single week they've been around 140 so they're doing a really good job as far as running the football when you look at the commanders they're close to 100 yards a game which isn't bad but this is a team last year that was definitely predicated on running the football and running the football consistently. That is one change I've saw by watching the film from last year compared to this year is the dedication to the run game and also the style in which they run the football. It's a more spread, open offense now for the Washington Commanders where last year it was very in tight, extra tight ends, uh, running the ball physically, a three-yard and a cloud-of-dust mentality, keep the score low, play great defense. That is not the case this year. It's more open Uh, There's opportunities for space for the playmakers to get the football and make something happen. But when it comes to the run game, it's been a little bit different. They haven't been as dynamic. This should have been a situation where a guy like Antonio Gibson had a big season. That has not been the case. So uh, the the commanders look a little bit different uh, compared to last season. And I think everyone will kind of see what I'm talking about when they start watching this game. We're going to get a feel of a Kansas City style of offense uh, with Logan Thomas and the tight ends moving in an H-back role behind the line of scrimmage, a little bit more motion, a lot of quick horizontal throws to the outside to get Curtis Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, and others the ball in space and let them develop or let them create. Uh, So the, the game's not really predicated on the run like it was the year before, which is a little bit different for Ron Rivera since he's been in Washington. You look at the past yards, Brock Purdy in this 49ers offense has been getting the ball to the playmakers, and it's pretty clear. I mean, Brandon Ayuk has over 1,200 yards. George Kittle is a couple catches, maybe one catch away from getting over 1,000 yards. He needs just nine. Debo Samuel needs 163 yards to go over uh, 1,000 yards. The 49ers have the potential to have three 1,000-yard receivers this season to go along with Brock Purdy's 4,000 yards through the air, it's at 4,050 now. So uh, they have been a potent offense through the air this season. They're having a really, really good year overall. Uh, statistically, it matches up with some of the better offense in the history of the NFL. That's how good they've been. At 365 is over the 250 necessary, I say, to have balance. Uh, so they're picking up the a little bit of variance between the run game and the passing game right now. 49ers have relied on the passing game a little bit more than I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would like, but it's been predicated by what defenses try to do against them. When defenses load the box and their intention is to take away Christian McCaffrey with eight-man boxes, and you have the type of talent on the outside at wide receiver and tight end that the 49ers have, you would be a fool to consistently run the ball straight into eight-man boxes. You want to get the ball into your playmaker's hands, and that's exactly what the 49ers have done for, the, for most of the season, get the ball into their hands and let them create, and they have made big-time plays. And when you look at the commanders, it's not that it's pedestrian. It's not a bad number. Uh, but when it comes to uh, 228, with all the playmakers that they have in this wide-open scheme, I guarantee they thought that they were going to be closer to where the 49ers are, 260 to 300 uh, through the air, really be able to spread the ball around more kansas city-esque as far as taking advantage of the layers and concepts in which eric Bieniemy wants to run his pass routes and get his playmakers the ball in space so i think it's been a little bit of a disappointment on that end but uh, both of these offenses have the playmakers that if they get the ball in the open field and you miss a tackle they could take it to the house so explosive playmakers all over the field now let's talk about the quarterback competition and I'm going to break it down a couple of ways because Jacoby Brissett just hasn't played very much football this season. Um, he's played in three games, and so we'll go through the numbers, and then I'll break it down even further. But Brock Purdy at a 68.8 completion percentage, having a great season. See Jacoby Brissett having 78.3. Definitely a lot less passes than Brock Purdy, but that is a very, very high number. Uh, he's being very efficient and effective in the snaps. And the throws that he's being asked to make. Brock Purdy over 4,000 yards, 4,050. Uh, Jacoby Brissett in those three games, 224 yards. Brock Purdy, 29 touchdowns, three for Jacoby Brissett, 11 interceptions for Brock, and he had four last week. Just completely changed. He was four to one touchdown interception ratio heading into last week. Now you can see that's changed. Uh, it's closer to three to one. So it was definitely a blunder for Brock Purdy and some real mistakes. And that's okay. It's how you bounce back. We'll see how Brock bounces back. You see Jacoby Brissett taking care of the football. If that could be the difference between him and Sam Howe, I would say right now Brissett is doing a better job of taking care of the football and making sure the Washington Commanders still have the ball uh, on offense and don't give it right back. Sudden change are so bad. Then you see Brock with 28 sacks. That's actually not that bad. Um, Lots of players around the league have been sacked far more times than Brock Purdy, how much of that is the offensive line? Some. How much of that is the scheme? Some. How much of that is Brock Purdy being able to escape the pocket, recognize blitzes and get rid of the football quickly, or escape and extend plays? A lot. Brock Purdy's done it fantastic. He is a complete quarterback when it comes to moving with, moving within the play and extending and making plays outside the pocket. He's done great to help his offensive line through this year. You look at Brissett, which is interesting. Because Sam Howell was sacked a lot, but Jacoby Brissett hasn't been sacked yet. Uh, He's a mobile guy who looks to extend plays. He can scramble, but he's not exactly Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray as far as speed, athleticism, and ability to create in the open space. But he can extend plays. He can make plays down the field. And if he has to, he will take off and get some yardage on the ground. And then you look at the rating right now, Brock Purdy 112.2. As far as qualifying quarterbacks, Because of the amount of uh, snaps that you've taken this season, Brock Purdy is the number one quarterback in rating, even though you see over on the other side that Jacoby Brissett has a 146.8, but he's only played three games, so that's the case. The reason I want to get a little bit deeper into it is I'll go ahead and bring up uh, Jacoby Brissett's career numbers. And I put Brock's career numbers here on the other side of the slide so you can see it. But uh, Jacoby Brissett is normally a 61.3 Uh, Percent completion quarterback. He's thrown for over 10,000 yards. So the crazy thing is, Brock Purdy's going into year two, or is in year two, didn't even play a full rookie season, and he's already got half the total passing yards of Jacoby Brissett. You look at touchdowns, Jacoby's accounted for 51. Now, albeit Jacoby Brissett's been a backup in a lot of his stops, but Brock Purdy already has 42 touchdowns in his short career. Interceptions, Brock Purdy with 15. Jacoby Brissett with 23. So Brissett's done a good job of taking care of the football. Normally, Jacoby Brissett is sacked. That's why it was interesting to me to see him not being sacked so far this season. He's been sacked 130 times in his career. Brock Purdy, 39 in his career. And then career passer rating, Brock Purdy at 110.8, really close to the season average he's having this year. And then you look over at Jacoby Brissett, and he's at 85.3. Uh, So that gives kind of a clearer picture of normally who Jacoby Brissett is, but take nothing away from him. He's having a really good season right now in a very limited sample size, Uh, but you got to be happy if you're the commanders that you're going to have a quarterback with the veteran ability and just the NFL and pro football acumen that he has to go out there and execute this offense. So um, it's going to be fun to see Jacoby Brissett out there and playing for the Washington commanders. Let's talk about third down conversion percentage and, This is a big one for me. You're good on third down. You have an opportunity to win every single game you're in because converting on third down extends drives, gives you the opportunity to come away with points, keeps your defense off the field and keeps them fresh. So it's very important. 49ers are at 47%, inching closer to that 50% number. Last week, it came down a little bit. uh, So they've got to make sure they go out there and handle business against the Washington Commanders. And the Commanders are at 36%. Uh, that's pretty pedestrian. You want to be up closer to 40%. The fact that they're at 36, you get to 35, you're one of the bottom third in the league. So, uh, Commanders not great on third down. They were a year ago because of three yards in a cloud of dust, not facing too many third and longs. going to be key in this game to make the opposing team face third and long. If the 49ers make the Commanders face third and long consistently, they're going to be able to get off the field and cause turnover on downs. If the commanders are able to get the 40 yards off the field, they're going to have a chance to win. So this is going to be very important. Matchup is going to be third down conversions. And you can see how the defenses play. It's pretty darn close. In fact, uh, 49ers at a 39.8. Uh, I didn't put the point eight, but it is 39.8 uh, allowing third down conversions. They've been hovering around 40% pretty much the whole year. I've been wanting them to get it down to 35. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So my hope is they'll do 35% or better in the playoffs. When you look at the Commanders, they're playing pretty good on third down. 40% is not bad. And that's what I say about the 49ers. It's not bad. This is one of the upper, you know, third as far as stopping people on third down. So 49ers are really good at converting on third down on offense, and they're going to have to be to convert against the Washington Commanders' defense. It's one of the strengths that they display is being able to get off the field on third down. Let's talk about defense and how many points they give up per game. You look at it, and the 49ers give up 17.8. Just a couple of weeks ago, that number was 15.8. So they've given up some points over the last two weeks. Arizona Cardinals had a nice offensive performance, a garbage touchdown as well, but a nice offensive performance against the 49ers. And then, of course, the defense was put in some very precarious situations by the 49ers' offense, with turnovers against the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens took advantage of those turnovers and were able to produce points. So the numbers for the 49ers are going up, but they could settle in in the next two weeks, shut down the Commanders and Rams, and get this number back down to where they really know it should be, which is under 16 points per game. When you look at the Commanders, this is a weakness for them. They give up a lot of points. The 49ers average 29.8, and the Washington Commanders give up over 30. Uh, just looking at that, there's going to be points scored by the San Francisco 49ers in this game. Washington Commanders' defense has definitely struggled to keep teams out of the end zone. And the 49ers are one of the best at scoring touchdowns, one of the best in the red zone. So it looks like the 49ers are going to have a lot of opportunities to score points in this game. The Commanders are going to have to hope that they can force more field goals than touchdowns and give themselves an opportunity uh, to be able to win this matchup. And, of course, last year, Fournier scored plus 30, over 30 points against the Commanders in that game last year. As far as yards per game allowed, 49ers giving up 312. They'd like this to be under 300. But you gave up a lot of yards to the Cardinals. You gave up a lot of yards to the Ravens. And so now your number's above 300. Look at the Commanders. They give up nearly 400 yards of total offense. Uh, If you had to bet, it looks like the Fournier's are going to have some explosion on offense, both in yards and in points. This could be a game where you see George Kittle get over a thousand and Debo Samuel get really close. So uh 49ers offense should be clicking on all cylinders, just looking at some of the numbers. You're talking pass yards per game allowed. 49ers give up 222. That's been pretty consistent all season. A lot of the time it was playing from ahead from uh the front, being a front runner. Uh, a lot of teams just had to throw on them. And when you have to throw on a team consistently, you're gonna give up yards. 49ers, of course, would play a lot of shell, a lot of, uh, you know, quarters defense, a lot of prevent defense, allow plays underneath and then tackle underneath and just chew up the clock. So you give up yardage, but you know, ultimately, you're going to get a win, which is the most important thing. So some of those yards are in that category. And then there's been some teams that have been effective against the 49ers, a lot the Minnesota Vikings uh, and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So it has happened. That's for sure. We look at the Commanders, they give up over 260 yards through the air. years average over 260 yards through the air. But once again, it looks like the Fourniers can take advantage of the pass defense of the Washington Commanders. When you're talking about run defense. The Yards now allow 90 yards per game. Just a few weeks ago, it was 79. So um, with Eric Armstead out, the run game is def- run defense is definitely taking a step back. I will say this, though against Baltimore, they played really well against running backs in the run game. They struggled the week before with James Conner and the Arizona Cardinals run game, but they batted the hatches and they did a really good job against the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, Lamar Jackson made some special plays, got outside the pocket, got some scrambles and really tilted that number a different way. But the 49ers are a good run defense and they're going to have to be. You you got to go ahead and stop Brian Robinson. You got to stop uh, the Washington Commanders run game if you want to be able to get off the field on third down. Limit first and second down success and put them in a bad situation. Put them in a situation where Jacoby Brissett has to complete third and long and really get a a situation where you can take away reads one and two and put pressure on him with those defensive linemen who are going to be mightily hyped up to get after Brissett, especially Chase Young, returning to Washington for the first time Since he was traded at the tread deadline. And you see the commanders are giving up 122 yards on the ground. That means Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason in this run game. And yes, Elijah Mitchell is a full participant in practice. It looks like he's going to be a full go for the game. The 49ers are going to be back to their normal three-headed monster. Jeremy McNichols was waived. uh, So that's going to be the group. And that is a very good group. And I expect Christian McCaffrey, who took a vet day today, You get a lot of touches in this game 49ers know they have to win but at some point depending on how this game is going look for the 49ers to turn to Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason some and give Christian McCaffrey a little bit of a break before he might have to go into the last game of the season against the Rams and be expected to have a huge game against the Rams in that matchup so the 49ers can find ways to run the football against this uh, really good commanders interior defensive line that's going to be the tough part uh, Payne uh, is really, really good. So they've got a lot of talent in there um, that they can go ahead and and make some plays for, and Jonathan Allen the same way. So I think that, yes, the the San Francisco 49ers are going to be able to run the ball, uh, but you got to find places out on the edge where you can run away from Jonathan Allen and away from Deron Payne. That makes the most sense to me. But I expect the 49ers to establish a run game, get a run game going, And Christian McCaffrey should have a pretty good day before ultimately they kind of wind him down and let Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason get some carries. As far as turnovers, 49ers were one of the best. In fact, they were the best at not turning over the football in the entire NFL. Then they had five interceptions against the Baltimore Ravens, four by Brock Purdy, one by Sam Darnold. And after that, the 49ers are now 17 giveaways on the season. Uh, That's That's not the trend you want to go. Now you can look at it as this was a one-off, a one-time situation, and you got to recover from that. They had done a really good job of not turning over the football, and in this case, they did. So now you just got to bounce back. And you look over at the other side, and the Washington Commanders, uh, just like some of the the bad teams do, turn over the football a lot. They have 27 turnovers this season. Not a great number, and you can tell – that that's going to be an area the 49ers are going to be looking to take advantage of getting the ball from the commanders and causing sudden changes and turnovers takeaways 49ers have 25 So the 49ers were number one in the league. Baltimore Ravens have passed them as far as total turnovers after having such a huge game, Baltimore went in that game creating 21 turnovers with the five they got in that game. They came out with 26. So uh 49ers are going to look to make some plays on defense and look to make some things happen. Those sudden change moments are huge momentum swings, and point wise, if you can get into the end zone. That's when you create separation between you and your opponent. So I know the 49ers are going to be looking to take advantage of a Washington Commanders team that has 20 plus it, it turnovers on the season. 49ers should be able to get some in this game. Look over at the Commanders, and they've taken away 17, um, have, have 17 takeaways. That's the, what the 49 yards give away. So you could see kind of the difference between the two. It's not that they can't create turnovers, but it's definitely on a different level than the other ones. And then when you look at the turnover differential, San Francisco 49 are plus eight, no longer leading the league. They were plus 13 heading into Baltimore, and that took a big hit. They created no turnovers, and they, they turned the ball over five times. That's not winning football. Everyone knows that, uh, and now they're plus eight. But when you look over at the Washington Commanders, that's where you see losing football. Minus 10 in turnover differential. When you turn the ball over 10 more times than you create turnovers, it's hard to win in this league. And that's exactly what the Washington Commanders do. They just don't take care of the football. They don't create enough turnovers to offset their offense's ineffectiveness to take care of the football. And just gives too many teams the opportunity when you look at this matchup and the numbers uh, for both teams, you see that there are some clear advantages for the San Francisco 49ers in this game. The 49ers should be able to run the ball pretty consistently against the Washington Commanders' defense. Should be able to throw the ball against the Washington Commanders' defense. And I have a lot of respect for Benjamin St. Just. I have a lot of respect for Kendall Fuller, and I think that they're going to cover really well in this game. I just I think they're good players. They're physical. They're aggressive. I like them. I think your problem is at the safety position, you are dealing with an injury to Percy Butler. We'll see if he's available to play in this game. Uh, you're going with Cameron Curl. I I think the Four Years have some advantages there that they could take advantage of some matchups. And then I think that the linebacker group is just not good enough to match up with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel in the passing game, let alone the run game. So I think the Four are going to be able to run and pass against this Washington Commanders defense, especially since the Commanders... Traded away their edge defenders. Now they're still really good in the middle. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne are two of the best in the business. And the 49ers do have question marks with Aaron Banks still dealing with the toe and missing practice. John Feliciano and Spencer Burford, though, they started games this season. Burford was the starting right guard until recently. So the 49ers will be able to battle. I think you're still going to see Payne and... Uh, And uh, Jonathan Allen make plays. Went a little blank on Allen there for a second. Uh, Make plays, though, because they're just that good. But I do believe the 49ers, you know, have those advantages on offense. When you look at places where the Washington Commanders are pretty good is on third down. So third down defense, if they can force the 49ers into third and long situations, that's where they have an opportunity to get the 49ers off the field and potentially give their offense extra opportunities. I also believe there's an X factor in the fact that Jacoby Brissett is going to be the quarterback for the commanders. And I don't think he's like a dynamic guy that you have to put all your focus on the way you had to do against Lamar. But I think what he's going to do is he's going to play a very sound, very disciplined um, football game. He's going to be able to navigate through. He's going to find his reads. He's going to check down. He's going to not make mistakes. And so he's going to put pressure on the 49ers defense to play good consistently. So, I think those are kind of the things that I got from the numbers was that it looks like the four ers offense is going to have a real advantage, and it looks like on defense the four Yards, as long as they execute, should be able to limit the effectiveness of the Washington Commanders, but they do have a ton of talent, especially at the wide receiver position where they have Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and they have uh, Jahan Dotson, and then at tight end, Logan Thomas. Ability, ability, ability. Uh, so this is going to be a fun one. And the Washington Commanders, though, keep Jacoby Brissett upright and out of the clutches of Chase Young and Nick Bosa. That's going to be interesting in this game. Thanks for watching this episode. Of course, this episode brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Please like and subscribe to the channel on the push for 5K. If you're listening on audio platform, 40 years cutback on Believe. Uh, lots more content coming out this week, so make sure you check it out including a game preview show that's going to be coming out on Saturday. Uh, So come through for that. But until then, everyone stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers.